We have a couple of content warnings this time, um, namely for discussions of food, food anxiety, um, food insecurity, and eating disorders. This is, like, so at first glance, like, this whole thing about banning free cafeterias at tech giants in Mountain View is like, so my, you know, your first impulse is to be like, yeah, fuck those tech bros. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, in this instance, um, by fucking them, you're also fucking not only the people who work in those free cafeterias, uh, and those are pretty good cafeteria jobs, as cafeteria jobs go. Um, you're not gonna, it's, it's hard to get a better food service job. You've got regular hours, decent pay. Sometimes they're even union workers, yep. wonder of wonders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and also, uh, tech giants are not all developers, much as this comes as a surprise to <laughs> developers. Um, they're also help desk people, general clerical people. There's an HR department generally, a finance department, any number of other um people around who don't make as much as spoiled developers and kind of depend on those cafeterias uh, in the same way that a lot of people a lot of kids depend on school cafeterias which is fucking sad and also by the way let me just insert that i think that all food all food in all public school cafeterias should be free all the time i super don't believe in food shaming children but yeah that's that's, beside the point (laughs) that's a good topic too um you know which uh I, you know, we'll we'll just take the whole critique uh, down that aisle just after some uh, uh, minor details. Um, so, like in New York City, because there is an abundance of everything, the uh, mm. free market kind of does its magic that it sometimes does, and lunch is actually like affordable in New York City because like there's a billion other places to get lunch, so you can just go find a five dollar lunch somewhere. Um, and apparently that's not the case in San Francisco. You know, you're talking about 16 to $25 lunches. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's kind of like that in Atlanta, too. Um, I don't I don't think there was any place near my office where you could get actually cheap food. Yeah, that's bad. And also, like, some places try to make up for their expensiveness with quantity, and you should not be eating 1500 calories for lunch because then from 1 to 5 p.m. you're just asleep at your desk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if our employers went on the Spanish plan and we all had, you know, a light breakfast, a huge lunch, a siesta and then work until a little bit later and then a light dinner, that would be marginally okay but of course what we actually have um especially for you know at these big companies is you're expected to have a granola bar (laughs) work through lunch um by taking some food back to your desk from the free cafeteria and or sometimes they have it delivered to you one of my friends who works at one of these tech companies it's a startup um that's google backed uh they have a caterer, so they they bring them catered. They they like put in their order at the beginning of the day, and then they bring them their lunches. And I'm like, oh my god. Um, While I like the uh, ordering aspect of it, because like when I'm ordering with a robot, I feel like I can get pickier. Because if they put it on a forum, that means they're willing to do it. 
but but in person I wouldn't ask for extra something or know something um but I would also like want to pick it up just because of like the cabin fever of being at my desk yeah. all day I suspect that the intention is that he should stay at his desk and eat his lunch, but he doesn't. He goes to a park across the street, so he foils <laughs> that expectation, which is nice, I guess, um, for him, because he he can do that and not get fired, which is super. Yeah. So he's, I, I don't know if... So he is a person of color, but he might be white passing, depending how bad you are at <laughs> um not assuming <laughs> everyone is white <laughs> so, and he's and he's a man which definitely helps um men are expected you know they're they're considered to be working hard until proven otherwise whereas women are yeah uh considered to be incompetent and or worrying about their families or their makeup or whatever instead of grinding themselves to death but um anyway after you after you eat at your desk you're supposed to stay at work until like 10 p.m or something and then go to bed in your shack yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a you know, there's so it's been like a trope forever but like Apple's kind of the, to blame for it because, like, the original Macintosh and the iPhone have their stories of sleeping in their offices and living off of pizza and everyone gaining 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't think any currently San Francisco-based company is making either of those things right now. Yeah, probably not. But also, that's just really abusive, and I doubt that many people who are forced to work 16-hour days and sleep on a couch at work are really putting in their best effort. Like, isn't there... I'm, I'm sure I've seen graphs where your productivity falls, so you're putting in more hours, but they're not good hours. Right. And and as a developer, probably you're writing some really shitty code that's going to come back to bite you later. <laughs> yeah. Not, not that I've done anything like that. Now, all my best code is written at 6 p.m. What are you talking about? <laughs> or, or after you've tried to cram in as many calories as possible to justify spending 20 bucks on lunch. Right. So all my best co code is written on Chipotle. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, so just the uh, the economics of San Francisco are not such that this is reasonable for a lot of reasons. Um, and I'd also be surprised if they couldn't even handle the demand. Like, yeah, I, so I don't I haven't been in and around Silicon Valley that much, but like these tech campuses tend to be like very suburban in character it's not like they're even like convenient lunch places so maybe they could bring in a bunch of food trucks but they would need like kind of a shitload of food trucks I, like there may not be that many food trucks available yeah so like uh famously a problem with wwdc's relocation to san jose is that all of the non-conference attendees and anyone who is a conference attendee who just doesn't want to deal with Apple's lunches 
mm-hmm. has found that every place in town can't handle the existence of the conference, even after two years of practice. Yeah, and there's also kind of a shortage of um, places that are are used to and equipped to deal with food sensitivities. Um, I know that that's been an issue, finding yeah. gluten-free food. Um, there is an ice cream place in San Jose that can give you gluten-free dessert, which is great, but... Dessert is a- not a lunch. <laughs> yeah, you can't really survive an entire WWDC on ice cream. <laughs> I mean, you probably can in that you won't die, but... You're probably shaving some years off your life. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other thing, uh, the more sensitive topic here, of course, is just just the, the feeling of food security, because San Francisco is a very expensive city. Um, so even if you are su- surviving off of these free lunches, you know, it's because everything else is so ridiculously expensive you know if you can't afford the four thousand dollars a month per bedroom (laughs) rent to be within walking distance of work then you know you're dealing with an excruciating commute because california just does not do cars well at all (laughs) well i mean you could argue that they do cars extremely well and that there are just more of them there (laughs) than pretty much any place else um Maybe you can take a tech bus, but that's really only a handful of the really huge companies that have those. So uh, your choices are a horrible, expensive car commute, which occupies like maybe four hours of your day just getting to and from work. Right. Which also really sucks and is terrible for both your productivity and your mental well-being. Right. Um, Maybe you can take a bus. Well, that'll take even longer. Because it takes just as long as a car, but it's less convenient for you. Yeah. And also, buses are nothing like trains. They're stop and go. They have a lot of turns. If you can read on a train, you can't necessarily read on a bus. Mm -mm. Uh, You can't necessarily sleep as easily as well. Because, again, of just how much different the motion is. You know, so... Basically, you can just sort of zone out and listen to podcasts and hope you have four hours of content coming out every day. (laughs) Maybe that's why tech podcasts are so long. (laughs) So many tech workers. They need them, Jessica. They need them. (laughs) I've never thought about that. And I I don't know if I'll concede that point, but but I recognize (laughs) that it may, in fact, exist. But um. There's also the question, so if you have one of those hellish commutes, even if you live in a far-flung suburb that you can afford and it has a grocery, a choice, a selection of grocery stores, like, you're not going to come home from that commute and feel like cooking. So chances are you're going to the Chipotle in your hometown right? Uh, and not really doing yourself any favors. Well, Chipotle is not so bad, but you can't eat Chipotle every night. Unless you're really good at eating the same thing. Well, slight minor variations on a theme. I don't know. I mean, if you forego the liquid cheese, it's mostly good for you, depending on how you do it. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, but just because you'll get awfully tired of it. Well, yeah. Um, And in addition to not wanting to cook, probably, if you don't have the energy for that, you probably don't have the energy to prepare food either. No. 
So you're not going to be able to do the money-saving thing of bringing lunch. Plus, you may or may not have access to a refrigerator. Yeah. Which which may be a problem, depending what... I mean, there aren't that many things that remain both safe <laughs> and tasty without refrigeration. I mean, I guess... Of course, I mean, if I said that on Twitter, like, I would have just hundreds of men making suggestions of, like, things like, you know, quest bars and whatever. But fortunately, this isn't Twitter. This is my podcast. Right. <laughs> There's no one to say that to me. I'm sure that any anything, like, you're, you're going to get sick of stuff. And the nice thing about these, you know, work-sponsored cafeterias is they, you know, there's variety. Right. And depending on the degree of it, I mean, like, you might be able to... Mixed variety per meal, by which I mean have like a single segment of sushi alongside, you know, your whatever else instead of having to go for a whole two or three rolls and call it a meal or, you know, whatever. Or just think yeah. of all the different ways you can eat an avocado. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this this is in, uh, in the document, but did you see there's this thing people are calling avocado hand? No, I I seem to have missed this. Am I going to regret knowing about it now? <laughs> it's uh, where people are so used to having these decadent avocados day after day that they're becoming careless while opening them and slicing their hands. Huh. Hmm. That's a real thing that's happening? Apparently. Think it more likely that people are cutting themselves because they're gradually dulling their knives and not sharpening them? So they're having to use more force, and thus, when something bad happens, it actually hurts them more. I I don't they I I see how the meme it's funnier <laughs> right, if you yeah. think of it as people have eaten so many avocados that now they're hurting themselves. Lol, avocado injuries. But it's probably more like they're dulling their knives, and they should probably sharpen them. Yeah. Also, avocados are weak. You don't need more than a butter knife to get through the skin if they're ripe. Um, some more so than others, but a decently, a reasonably sharp paring knife should do the job. Well, you know where you won't have to cut your own avocado? <laughs> In your work-sponsored cafeteria. Yep, where it also won't be like five to ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's super tempting to just like, laugh, like consider this to be an example of, of horrible excess that that genuinely should be eliminated, but like, and usually I'm a fan of the government intervening to make things more equitable, but that's not what this is. No, in fact, it's so, and, and it's funny because like the, uh, the uh, vision of America that the uh, dumbass white MAGA people have <laughs> is working at an automotive plant in the 1950s where work took care of you much more to the degree they do today. You know, you'd have a union and you might have stuff like a cafeteria where it's either free or, you know, just some ridiculously low amount of money that's more of, like, an accounting thing. Right. Um, and, you know, in some parts of the tech sector, you have this. Like we mentioned earlier, like, some of these cafeteria workers, competition... For these cafeteria employees, not the jobs, for the employees, has, you know, drove unions back into existence. 
And just the idea of benefits beyond like basic human rights, like healthcare, uh, are yeah. just so foreign to some people that like, <laughs> how dare a company have this? And you know, it's just the idea in this country that's so prevalent. And I hate to use the Louis C.K. quote because he's problematic now, mm. but well. He has always been problematic, but now we super know about it anyway. Officially problematic. Right. Um, is that, you know, you shouldn't be looking into someone else's bowl except to make sure they have enough. And it's just this American tendency all the time where if you see someone has a benefit, rather than wanting it for yourself, you'd rather mm -hmm. they didn't. Yeah, it's a really fucked up attitude that I, I don't no if i understand i mean i it's just really weird um like the people who are completely outraged at the idea of a fast and this is always the example should somebody who just flips burgers all day be making 15 dollars an hour i'm like sure why not Do you, have you ever flipped burgers all day a it's physically taxing work it's unpleasant i mean i haven't done it but i've been adjacent to the people doing it because i refused because i was a spoiled princess mm -hmm. um even at my shitty <laughs> my shitty theme park job um i i kind of feel I, I i do genuinely believe that people should be paid a living wage and uh i don't understand and and people who argue well my wife is a teacher and if you add up blah 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 she only makes it's like yeah that's bad too <laughs> nobody's saying that's okay or or that at least those of us saying yes give fast food workers 15 dollars an hour aren't saying that. and by the way screw teachers like no that's not that's no there is no human well there might be one there's always one mm. <laughs> but there are very few humans who are like that yeah and teachers especially you know are currently getting screwed over in every way possible and yeah their actual real wage when you figure out how many hours of the mm -hmm. day they actually work versus what they're paid and the fact that they're all losing 600 to two grand a year buying their student supplies but again it's... the uh argument for the wage increase of the you know burger flipper does not it's not in spite of teachers <laughs> right <laughs> The, the the rich assholes have got us all, well, not all of us, but many of us, enough of us, way too many, convinced that it's actually a zero-sum game. And to some extent it is, but only in that those assholes are keeping bigger and bigger slices of the pie for themselves. Yeah. We need to come for their pie. Yeah, because there's definitely enough of it.